Kings of Friends podcast. He apparently got sacked. They found his yellow limp carcass at the back of the broom cupboard and they carted him off. Yeah, we, you shouldn't tell people that you said that. No. I well, mean, don't, don't tell anyone. I won't tell anyone. Okay, this is season, a wider scene. Yeah, oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah, it's season three. Episode four? Yep. Wider scene. Wider scene. We have stretched our arms out to encompass, well, Suffolk, essentially. Yeah. Isn't it? Is it time for the jingle? Well, I reckon we need a jingle to set, set us on our way. Wider scene, wider scene. Wider than your waistband's ever been. Oh, actually, um, we upset a couple of people on our last podcast. Really? Yeah, well, um, Leslie and Matt. Uh, Matt got a bit upset that we hadn't mentioned Leslie or himself in the last show. That's true. I don't don't know if we actually mentioned Leslie and Matt even. No. The other. Three of them. Three of them. Yeah, he did. He did actually mention that. Yeah, yeah. So this is it. Yeah. Hi, Matt. Hi, Matt. Hi, Hi Matt. Anyway. <laughs> yes, anyway. Should we start getting on with this? Yes. So, so what have we got in this week's lovely, well, this month's lovely podcast? <laughs> shouldn't have this oh every, God, week. every week. Oh, every week. Jesus. Well, we could do it every week, but I would be so backed up. Yeah. You know, by the like four years' time, I'd still be doing the first year and <laughs> having to catch up. You'd, this would be a full-time job, basically. <laughs> it would, yeah. So we've got um, False Colours, yes. the, a, a legendary, lovely folk duo from Suffolk. Yeah, yeah, really underappreciated, I think. Yeah. Amazing folk duo, yeah. modern folk duo. And uh, you've been off to church, I believe. I've been off to church. What have you Take been doing church. in church? Take me to church, brother. I know, but that's that's like a slang, one of those slang things, isn't it? Is it? Church. Yeah, when you say something that someone believes in, that's church. Oh, you don't say word, 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 brother. Word, brother. It's it's like that, church. But I did it with a slight Somerset accent. I don't know (laughs) But yeah. Well, the gangs of Somerset. Why have you been in church? I went to see Ali Burke. She's the creative operations director at Subway Art Centre. Subbury Art Centre, which we mentioned last time, is the new venue for various things, not just music. Not just music. I had uh, a chat with her about music, obviously, because that is a half focus. We did talk about a few other things as well. Scones. Scones. Anyway, yeah, she was was really interesting talking to her. I mean, we chatted for ages. Did did your arm hurt? This is what I find with the microphone, especially with tall people. It really starts to hurt when you're holding that mic. Well, this is before I even got the mic out. I I got the mic set up and like, then eventually I sort of said... Anyway, she anyway, really shall I get some of this down? <laughs> she went, right, is that all you need? She went, well, actually, I haven't started recording yet. Could you do that again? Yeah. That was just a dress rehearsal for our conversation. <laughs> so, Mr. Turner, you're going to tell me a little bit about your new friends. You know, we spoke about um, the floods in Suffolk last time. You and I did. I'm not sure if that made it. It <laughs> didn't make podcast. it to the podcast anyway. No. So I, I spent a night in my car yeah. because I got stuck in Suffolk. Well, that was yeah. the night I went and interviewed False Colours in Long Melford. Yeah. So they are a pair of modern folk, uh, a modern folk duo from Suffolk. Now, uh, False Colours had an EP out, five track EP out in July of this year, called On the Verge. And I tell you what, it's refreshingly bright tuneful and it's got an absolute corker of a song on it called um, An Englishman's Castle it's a wonderful song and uh, what was so strange when I interviewed them they said about well obviously that's a really good song they said oh we didn't think of it like that it's strange how other people react to people's songs but they didn't really think of it as being anything special Yeah, they actually prefer other songs um, they're from Sudbury yeah. and they well do quite a lot they've played Folk East yeah. at a few festivals they tend to they don't play a lot they tend to pick and choose their gigs quite well right. I think um, they played last year at the uh, V-Dubbingfest up yep. in Suffolk as well so they're quite a local sort of band don't really see them down in Colchester be nice to get them down yeah, in Colchester yeah be nice to get them to so here's my question for you mm. so what defines folk well yeah I think we kind of mentioned that actually in the interview I, I think it's to do with instruments it's to do yeah, with but it's just somebody playing an acoustic guitar folk then themes Right. In songs, yeah, you're right, yeah. Themes in songs. Also, the um, it's that um, 
it's the sort of leaning towards certain ways of playing as well I think which is they use that sort of drone effect sometimes in the background right. uh, the melodies seem to stick to old fashioned ways of doing things mm. they're not they're not bluesy at all you know right. that hasn't got that kind of pop feel but yeah it's an interesting question uh, there's no violin or anything you see it's, it's all yeah, like exactly. yeah, so, so it's not like what you'd expect track how folk. do you how, where's the line between folk and singers on yeah true Oh, sorry, you want me to answer? No, um, no, that's fine. I'm yeah, I, I think that's an interesting question, but they are definitely like a kind of indie folk tell. pop act. They had no problem when I said call them pop folk. They don't seem to have, they didn't have a problem with that. They sort of understand what I mean. But we can hear, we yeah. can hear all about them because they yeah. interviewed them in a pub. But um, an incredibly d- dramatic night because of the flooding. You know, so yeah. It kind of sticks my mind, is that really? But uh, Yeah, because you kind of marooned yourself in the middle of Suffolk. I did. I got in. It's like, all I can think of is like a, you know, like a lobster pot. Mm. What they do is they put bait in there. The lobster goes in the hole mm. and it can't get out again. Yeah. It cannot actually get out of the hole because it's gone in to get the bait. That's what Suffolk was to me. Suffolk was my lobster pot. So that flooding was really bad. Yeah, places. Yeah. So I got stuck, put my feet up. Fuck yeah. Done it before. What's yeah. the problem? It's like camping in a car. Yeah. Got a problem with that. It's very cold sleeping in your car. Though. Well, very cold. it wasn't that night. Oh, okay. I was all right, and then the next morning I drove back and went down. Oh, you those survived holes. then. I survived. I'm yeah. still here, and then. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just, and then it's good that, I just wanted to clarify that it turned out. Okay. What's really funny though is David. Yeah. He said to me, "What you're going into Suffolk?" Because I was on my way to um, Stone Market. He said, "You're going through Suffolk." He said, "I wouldn't go tonight." <laughs> it's like ringing in my ears hours later. It's <laughs> his face appearing in front of me, going, "What the hell?" <laughs> but I, I yeah. chose to disobey David, and David yeah. doesn't know this so you do know now yeah yeah should we listen to these uh this happy duo yeah, let's listen to the happy duo false colors i'm here in the where are we the crown in the crown in long melford down the crown in long melford with polly and david from false colors hello polly hello and hello david hello where do you get your name from it's, it's an odd name isn't it it comes from my uh, university dissertation project that i did back in 2012 um, which was kind of just uh, a folk EP with ambient, full of ambient sounds. So that's that's where it comes from. That's where the name comes from. Obviously, we didn't start doing this together until 2017. So it kind of, once my dissertation project was finished, it kind of sat on the shelf for five years as just sort of a vague idea that one day I would like to do this folk band called False Colours. But the name itself obviously comes from... Have you ever seen Master and Commander? Don't think so. It's a it's um it's a film. Right. <laughs> Basically, uh, it's a film, and and there's this bit, there's this bit where where the I don't know what the ship's called. They're <laughs> they're they're pretending to be a whaler to trick right. the French ship into uh, coming close, and then you know. What's the word when you battering it with cannonballs? When you when you uh, when you catch somebody outside of the blue, oh, I don't know. you know, ambush, sort of, ambush. sort of ambush them, but on a boat that's clearly very visible. Uh, and then at the last second, they roll up the colours on the mast. All right. And then you know throw their pretend whalers mm. costumes off and shoot their cannons right. at the French ship, and they win. Basically, they win the battle. What was the question? <laughs> I was about to say, it would be great if you just told us the whole story and I said, yes, but what about the name False Colours? Oh, right, yeah. False Colours. So, so basically... In summary. You're not going to do this every question, are you? You might want to reduce your questions. I can. Uh, it's basically about flags. Right, okay. You know, Flying uh, the wrong flag. Uh, false Colours right. is False Flag. Mm. Uh, true Colours, False Colours. Yeah. Uh, and it's kind of another... Uh, it's a way of saying not really being yourself, mm. kind of hiding yourself. How did you end up playing sort of folky, what I call folky pop music? Forgive me if you don't like that term. Were you both sort of folkies to start with? Well, I was writing songs. I mean, I kind of I taught myself guitar when I was 13 and, and was kind of writing songs when I was 14, 15, 16. But I didn't really know what what you could do you know like I, I just thought all there was was open mics and that was it my songs were very much kind of like folk pop songs you know kind of that that sort of thing um, 
but you you kind of went more down the fakey route, didn't you, initially? And we yes. Have you seen? <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I did my EP on folk music. I was I was at a drum school. A dr- you know, playing drums. That was my, my degree. My degree was in playing drums. Makes perfect sense. Um, but I t- kind of took because I, I like I like history. Mm. History and music together mm. equals folk music yeah I think you're right and I kind of got really into like traditional stuff that's but I couldn't play guitar or any other pitched instrument I played the drums and there wasn't really much call for drums in song you know it's it's an instrument to write a song on I had to you know I I was trying to write sort of folky style songs for a really long time but but I always combined them with uh, the sort of funky jazzier elements from from drums and you know obviously discovered the tenor guitar and just found that was a way to cheat at playing guitar quite simply so there you go that's it that's how we that's how we ended up playing whatever it is that we play another thing is i think that guitar the tenor guitar has like a really naturally airy sound so whenever we start writing a song or you know we get like a little snippet of idea in our head or something and we start thinking you know, let's let's try and put this together as a song. It naturally seems to fall that way. Right. Um, I naturally seem seem to pick like folky kind of vocal lines, and mm. and so it just kind of naturally goes right. that way. I think, yeah. Well, this is kind of combining the two things. Then your your writing and the fact that you're a couple. You write together, obviously, and we're fascinated to know the dynamics of that. How does that sort of work? Is it different every time, or is there someone leading? I feel like quite often it's the fact that you know you'll be on a walk or something and you'll like think of a bit of an idea traditionally it's always come from david's initial snippet of of idea um that either david goes away and kind of writes a a bit of a section on and then i listen to it we voice memo each other because we're so busy we never have time to actually talk to each other Duh. Um, and then i listen to it and i kind of just I have like a whole another layer of ideas that I put on and then I send that back and and we're like, wow. (laughs) So it's kind of a surprise to both of us a lot of the time, which is really fun. Um, But lately we've, you know, not had so much time to write and be creative and stuff. So we're trying to get back into it again and trying to sort of do it a little bit more together now and see if we do it absolutely alongside each other at the same time. Do we get a different result? Hmm. I could talk about writing forever, really. It's it's interesting how... You know, it's like the Lennon McCartney thing, isn't it? Which is basically every song is kind of one or the others, isn't it? This idea of writing together, is that a myth or, you know? <laughs> yeah, so have you seen the film, uh, what is it called? This is Get Back. Yeah, no. Get Back. <laughs> <laughs> Get Back. Yeah, yeah. Yes, great, isn't it? Holly's saying that the idea is maybe that On the Verge isn't like that, but maybe the next thing might be a bit more both of you. Uh, could be could easily be uh, we uh, we technically have already got the next EP written and right, sorted yeah, yeah. and decided yeah. and everything um, and a lot of the songs from um, the current EP that I've just forgotten what it's called On The Verge On The Verge thank you very much um, <laughs> a lot of the songs from that have, have actually been quite uh, mixed in how they were written haven't right. they because we've taken them from quite different uh, places in mm. time the second EP is as much more us working together on all the all of the songs I think everything right down to the kind of putting it all together in the final stages I think we've really done collaboratively and I mean David did because this is the first one we recorded ourselves um, so we had to obviously buy the gear and, and learn how to do it and David actually did all the kind of main parts of the mixing and stuff and then I would just come in every now and then and be criticize. like criticise and say <laughs> that doesn't sound good look it sounds like it needs more of this or that or this and really like fine tune and I think that was and good it was, because and it, it worked because it did it, you know the, the, or everything that Polly I mean it probably annoyed me a bit at the time like, oh, I really liked what I just did, um, but actually, no. Uh, Polly's um, got a, a, a finer tooth comb when when it comes to certain uh, parts yeah. of the puzzle, and I've got a finer tooth comb when it comes to other parts. Can I just ask you about journeys then? Because on the verge, we, it focuses heavily on journeys, doesn't it? And sort of going to places and visiting new and coming home. How did the journeys thing come up as being a fascination for you if you're writing? The high street here, this is a Roman road, uh, and it crosses over down by the bull with another Roman road. Um, and I just, I find that interesting, and I find, I find it interesting all the footpaths in the countryside could have the same, the same history, but they just never become actual roads. Yeah. So I just think of all the people that have gone down 
gone down them throughout history and how how we're sort of all how we sort of you know like I knew my granddad and he might have known his granddad and they might have gone down mm. obviously not those paths because they didn't come from here um, <laughs> but your songs aren't just about roads and journeys are they they're, they're about you use them as symbols for things yeah, it's yeah, not sure. just about actual paths are they your songs so, sometimes do a whole EP just about pathways so 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 a lot of a lot of them I mean, a lot of them are, but they, yeah, you're you're probably you're probably right. They 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 could be also. I think a lot of them are kind of about loss and grief because they're all about the people on on the roads. Um, I've always been interested in maps and history, and I just pour over old maps whenever I see them. And yeah, it's something about reaching reaching back to people that you just can't reach and another thing I think about that is that it's you're right it's not literally just roads you know like we write these things and and a lot of the time when we're writing we're not necessarily or well David isn't necessarily thinking of a clear thing I think he tends to just have words kind of come Um, but what often happens is then I'll get kind of I'm quite image focused so I'll have like an image or a strong feeling in my head and that will direct where I'm going Um, and quite often that then the journey becomes a personal journey like a, a, a personal growth journey like the yeah. storm about being it's, yes it's a storm yes you're you know walking along seeing the storm but it's kind of this decision about like how I need to do this difficult thing I can see that coming up it's going to be hard but I'm going to do it anyway you know so it becomes personal you know yeah. lives stories yeah yeah and I, I sort of let the sort of my epicentre of pain guide me in the early stages of writing a song and then it's just wherever it goes is where it goes down the road (laughs) the interplay between your voices is great because your voices are so different I mean they really are startlingly different I think it has an amazing effect do you have any kind of uh, opinion on I mean is there a way you sort of set about it so like you say we've got different voices Polly has the nice voice (laughs) and I've got a voice um, <laughs> uh, everybody's everybody always comes up to me at gigs yeah. and they say, God, Polly's voice or or you know, they're like they're amazing. I'm, I'm like, yeah. Thanks, I'm here too. I am also here at the gig. Um uh, but that's fine. I, I mean we, we share we share the lead singing duties. Yeah. No matter how much I try to I I mean I do try and you know, on the whole when I write songs I try and pawn them off onto Polly's right, singing. Yeah voice um, that, more more often than not but that is something that we've started to do a little bit just is that it's kind of automatic that I I seem to like enjoy singing more essentially and so I'll you know we'll work it to a key that works for both of us but you know as long as the main part works but the fact of the matter is we our sound would be entirely different if your if David's voice wasn't in it because it's the harmonies and the way that you know that we bounce backwards and forwards and yeah but it's, it's the bouncing back and forth but it's the male female side <laughs> as well and knowing that you're a couple really like plays into it I think it switches so nicely <laughs> Englishman's Castle is such a great pop song and you think God, we actually wrote that, you know, whoever ever listened, even if no one ever heard it, what a fantastic song. Yeah, it's a funny one that, like, it, we never thought that that would be the one that people seem to like, but that seems to be the one that's sort of rising to the top of our yeah. our, our I, Spotify so thing. So. I think there's a reason for that as well, though. I think, unfortunately, a lot of people actually really, it resonated with them, because obviously it was about... So lyrically. The, it, yeah, it was about the time we were made homeless, and it was, you know, awful, and a lot of people are struggling with housing and, and that kind of thing. I think it's really hit, hit home to them, you know, that but, song. So. But despite that, it's just a beautiful melody. I mean, it really is. It's fantastic. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm really pleased with how that one came out. Um, and I feel like we have to do a shout out to our studio collaborator, my good friend Dominic Mackey, who yeah. played, um, what did he play? Uh, man, mandolin he played yeah, the octave mandolin and he did a little bit of guitar on that, which um, kind of added that little polish on the top of that, uh, of that recording. But no, I didn't, I, I thought the horizon was the, was the was the tune from the, the from the EP yeah <laughs> but you, was, you sort of slammed on the end yeah. yeah and the road is the opener is that right? yeah. yeah yeah I mean that, that there, there was kind of a reason to that order I think it yeah. felt that felt like the right order for the songs to go in um, 
but yeah, no, that I I didn't think to we did I didn't think to release Englishman's Castle no. as <laughs> as the single. So. But I love that. I love how much of a surprise that was. I was like, it's, oh, the most popular song is entirely different. Right, cool, yeah. Because yeah. it just t- it but you must you have you must have thought when you'd recorded that that's a really good pop song. I mean, it is. I know it's sort of folky, but it is a, just a great song. I think isn't by it? that point we've played it so much, we know it so well. Yeah. It's to us, it's just another one of our songs, and yeah. you know, you don't really uh, or personally, I don't really find any of them rise above the others because that you just sort of know them all so well there's just nothing in that EP where, where there's no slump you know it's like it's great from beginning to end and there's not many things I hear that I hear you know throughout five tracks or longer which are just consistently good it, it just felt like those those songs they kind of they have a very natural fresh sort of vibe every single one of them um, yeah, it's and they like shininess to the sound isn't there something bright about it well, it's the tenor guitar right. tuning, um, so chance plays a part. But yeah. it, but you know, those I, we kind of felt that those five songs work together really nicely. Yeah. The next one, the next one is almost got a completely different vibe. Right. Or anyway, I shouldn't spoil no. the surprise, but uh, that's to come. Mm. That's to come. But yeah, these these five, they just had that outdoorsy air, that sort of um, the journey, the people, uh, the places. It they just fit together. Thank you so much for this interview and uh, we'll see you soon, hopefully. Yeah, thank you for having us. Cheers, thank you very much. So this is False Colours with The Road.
But like a silent movie, the sound's now lost to time. And as the tape ages, I find the picture is degrading to history of consigned. I fear that I must tread this path alone, wandering soul in the darkness, seeking out its home. Will you walk with me? Uh, so yeah, I interviewed somebody else. We thought it was ridiculous. <laughs> Both of us to give different interviews to the same person. We, yeah, that would be this. interesting to do a quick five minute. Yeah, Both yeah. of us the same. Yeah. Oh, not you. Can I go first if we ever do that, please? Because it will be terrible going second. Okay, Ali uh, Burke. Yeah, it would be like uh, Family Fortunes. Remember, like yeah. when the first person gets in yeah. and then goes, uh, name something you find in the supermarket, and they, they go, uh, a house. What, because the other one has got the top answer? <laughs> yeah. A house. Uh, yeah, I know, exactly. Some people just panic and say ridiculous things. It's like. They do, but that's the whole point of the show, isn't it? It's to panic. I know, it's a panic. panic. I, I think that's immoral. The second person does, does get an extra five seconds, though, I think. <laughs> Look, which yes. set the scene for us. Well, yes. Where are you interviewing Ali Burke? So I am Ali. God, well, I'm Ali. <laughs> no, let me tell you. Sudbury Arts. St. Peter's. St. Peter's, yeah. In Sudbury. St. Peter's or St. Matthews? It's the church in the middle of uh, Sudbury. St. Peter's. Yes, St. Peter's in the middle of Sudbury. Very big church. It is big, isn't it? It is From the big. outside. I mean, it's, it is it's a road going round it, isn't it? Or something. <laughs> yeah, like a yeah it's a big church. Yeah. Uh, went in. We sat not far into the church, but we had, she showed me around. I had a lot of people looking around after the interview. Did you have a quick confession while you were there? No, no. I didn't, didn't confess time. anything. Didn't confess anything. Did no. I? I don't know. We'll find out in the interview. Yeah. You might confess something. <laughs> So, yeah, we, we, we chatted for ages before we, we actually got down to record the podcast, but I wanted yes. to know a little bit about yeah. what plans the Arts Centre were. So were you going in... How a, it came about. You were a bit involved. blind going in. You weren't quite sure what the sort of parameters of the conversation were. No, well, in. I wanted to know how long it had been going on for, and, you know, how long it had actually taken to turn it into a... Yeah. Yeah, what, what sort of... It's really courageous that they've done it, isn't it? Because most of these things don't sustain very well do they they just no. volunteers fall away funding goes yeah, I mean it's great it lot, doing a great deal of it is through lottery funding that's good yeah. keep buying your ticket then yeah keep buying your ticket you're funding places like Sub Subway Arts Centre yeah she was really interesting she told me how, how it started off there what mm. the vision of what they want to do there yeah. how it's going to tie in with the community mm. Yeah, it's really good. Um, I mean, most of it comes up in the interview, so I don't really want to tell you about it now. It's ridiculous. So <laughs> that thing where we about, describe the, describe interview, the interview, interview and then listen to it. And then we review the interview afterwards. <laughs> and yeah. people listen and go, no, they got that bit wrong because she actually said... <laughs> but it's a great venue. And I, and I mentioned this to you mm. the other night. There's a great nice. picture of Grace Calvert. In the yes. It's, oh, it's good it, for photographs. Oh, yeah, yeah. because it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's much more like an... A, church in its original state than the Colchester Art Centre yes so so you've got your sort of pillars it thins out in the nave and everything yeah. well, the Art Centre is like a big hall isn't it yeah stained glass yeah. yeah yeah. oh that's good I've already seen one gig there I saw the, the soft opening there with um, Riff Simpkins played it was you know really yeah. really good really enjoyed that yeah and uh, oh, he made man. a big thing of that they sort of came through from the back yeah. like a procession well he's a reverend yeah yeah and uh, like, was singing at the back yeah. of the church like really? everyone was sort of turning around before they then yeah. went onto the stage it was so really Theatre. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, you got the space mm. there to do so much. So yeah. yeah, it's it's good. It's good. So Ali um, is uh, the kind of key organizer in charge. Yeah, she's been in charge of all operations. There's, um, she's in charge of the operations. So she works at the hospital as well. <laughs> well, well, you know, this is why they call it um, when people have surgery. They, they take them to the theatre, don't they? They do. <laughs> Not before they have an operation. I, I think that's highly irresponsible. <laughs> Wait a minute. 
I'm going to have an operation. You're going to take me to the theatre. I'm going to see a production of The the Importance of Being Earnest. (laughs) Well, you know, I don't mind telling you. I hope you are being earnest. I don't want someone f***ing around when I'm having my liver out. Thank you very much. Anyway. (laughs) Very good. Yes. Shall we hear from the lady herself? Yes, let's listen to her. Ali Burke. Yeah. Justin here from Litter of Kings and Friends with Ali Burke, the Head of Creative Operations at the newly formed Sudbury Arts Centre, which is where we are now. Hello. Hi. (laughs) Okay, so my first question. Whose idea was it to turn St Peter's into an art centre? How long has it taken to make it a reality? It was um, instigated by some local volunteers called the Friends of St Peter's. Um, We're sitting in a medieval 700-year-old church, uh, former church that was made redundant in the late 1960s. It's been looked after and run by volunteers ever since. Um, Originally, they really wanted to turn it into an art centre, um, but there was quite a lot of resistance, apparently, from the bishops, um, (laughs) who didn't really want to see it go, you know, take that big step away from its original purpose. Um, And uh, about ten years ago, eight years ago maybe, the Friends of St Peter's um, were sort of running out of steam. There weren't new people coming along or younger people coming along to help volunteers to look after it. There was also a massive repair um, liability on the building. The, the roof was starting to leak. Um, and so that needed some you know, conservation repairs. Um, so... There was a sort of combined effort, really, between the Friends of St Peter's and the Church's Conservation Trust to look at the bigger picture, rather than just getting the roof repaired. Um, So I was dragged into it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, A friend of mine said, oh, you're always saying it can be more than it it is, um, and encouraged me to kind of sign up as a volunteer and then the development officer role came up for this major project, £2.5 million project that's just just coming to the end of. Um, and I got the job. And so, um, so it had always been that sort of aspiration of the Friends of St Peter's a long time ago, and it, it didn't really happen that way. But this was, an, this was a brilliant opportunity to kind of... Revisit that, shall we say, (laughs) and encourage it. Are there any unique challenges or exciting opportunities you've encountered in converting a church into an art centre? I think, well, the opportunities of the building and and its location right at the centre of Sudbury and at the heart of Sudbury and in the hearts of Sudbury, um, there would be nothing worse than for this building to have been boarded up and you do quite often see that in 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 cities yeah. often yeah. where that that's no good for the community that they're set in um so the opportunity is is just the loca- the biggest opportunity is the location and the size of the building yeah so um capacity wise we could have about 470 standing capacity which is really good there isn't you know there isn't another venue locally with that size no. within you know close to Sudbury I know there yeah. are in other other towns but um so that um that presents us with a really big opportunity and um sort of uh, moving to the art centre model is another really good opportunity for us to encourage those new people to, to step forward and get involved as volunteers and that's already been happening so in the past two weeks, we've had 22 volunteers sign up um, and we're continuing that volunteer drive. These places need volunteers, I can tell you. <laughs> Everywhere needs volunteers. Um, but um, happily, so that idea that this project could produce new, you know, encourage new volunteers, part of that was this repositioning as an art centre. Yeah. So it's still St Peter's, the building will always be St Peter's. And Sudbury Art Centre lives in St Peter's, if you like. <laughs> so, so that was one of the sort of challenges, really, was yeah. 
um, we're trying to keep as many people happy as possible that we can. Um, and I suppose one of the challenges is people who would prefer it to just be a church. But when I have the opportunity to speak to them and explain the justifications generally they understand and they, they're really happy that we're, we're trying to be here for as many people as possible. Well I, well, I remember Bev Simpkins when he had the soft opening here talking about um, churches actually being places of community so I suppose that's, that's really important to preserve that. Yes, yeah, so if you went back to medieval times um, churches were often used for markets and celebrations it wasn't just for religious purposes they were built in the name of god but they were used for lots of it and they would have been quite brightly decorated often as well i mean some some churches still have the medieval paintings still exist in existence and medieval glass um so yeah and he was right and one of the things that uh rev simpkins said which i really loved was that we were here to consecrate this building in its new life as as a place for the community again Um, it's it's done well for 50 years really it has been used by the community but there's so much opportunity now for it to be to be embraced by a much broader (laughs) um, sense of that and uh, how does Subway Arts Centre aim to reflect and contribute to the local artistic landscape? Well, we, there is a cultural group in Sudbury that we sit on um, alongside representatives from the Key Theatre, from the local and district councils and arts practitioners. And so we're a brilliant receiving space for, you know, these sort of larger cultural events that as a group we've got an ambition to to put on we um and also engaging with Gainsborough's house which is of course another major national lottery heritage fund project in the town um and we i've had so many approaches from different artists so be they musicians or textiles artists <laughs> um, painters you know that yeah see this as a really a building with a lot of potential for them to come and be involved or for exhibitions for example um, also potentially working with young musicians to give them a platform for performance and working with um, other practitioners that work with adults with disabilities and people with dementia we've got the opportunity to do things like the dementia orchestras with orchestras live they, they come we've, we've worked with them before and they, they present an, just such brilliant platforms and opportunities for people to get involved with the arts yeah so we would our ambition is to connect with as many of those as possible so we touched on this a little bit but the um, art centres often become catalysts for emerging talent can you share any plans for supporting and promoting local musicians who are just starting out on their careers yeah so we we uh, just recently at our launch event, um, Grace Calver, who actually is not really out right at the beginning of her career anymore because <laughs> she's, um, she's doing really well. Um, but, you know, giving her the opportunity to come and play here and um, we'd like to give that opportunity to other young musicians and there's potential for us to connect with local co- regional colleges um, who have performing arts departments and also with the um, local schools so we have been connecting with Ormiston Academy they've got a brilliant performing arts uh, department and there's there's loads of opportunity for us to work more closely with them and their their students as well so not just in contemporary music but in performance of all kinds um, and also dance as well. Um, we did have a meeting with um, Dance East, came to look at the place, and it probably wouldn't work for ballet dancers in here just because <laughs> the floor's not as, as even as it could yeah. be. But they were talking about street dance is absolutely okay. perfect for. Okay. So we would really like to build those relationships, and we're right at the beginning of that journey. So we, we have built some relationships up, 
um, with with organisations such as the schools and even the primary schools are looking for performance space because, of course, it's been you know there's not a lot of money in the <laughs> curriculum for that. Yeah. So any opportunity yeah. they can have for performance, yeah. it, we can provide that. So we can work yeah. closely with them more. Uh, Peter and I often talk about the fact that people need to see those, give them the opportunity to, to see those um, events happening and to for them to even picture it and be a possibility for them to be involved in it or something that they might consider doing. Yeah, definitely, I would say. And come and talk to us. Come and see, come and see the space here. I mean, it's amazing. And the, the potential, that's, that's the thing, the potential for what can happen here is huge but we can't do it on our own we need people to come and you know connect with us and and just come and come and meet us here and you'll be able to like envisage what you can do here you know it, we, we don't really have any restrictions um you know people say oh it's church i need to behave myself <laughs> but actually um we had a we we had a vinyl cafe here. We did a test vinyl cafe before we closed for all the work to, re- to refurbish. And uh, a young guy, um, 16, chose the album that we listened to. And it was Ian Jury and the Blockheads, nice. New Boots and Panties. <laughs> and if you know that album, you will know that there's some very choice language on that album. <laughs> <laughs> and we sort of thought, right, okay, but this is a 16-year-old. That's what he wants t- to listen to. Yeah. And so do we mute some of the language? Do How do we manage that? We thought, actually, no. We, we considered it and thought, mm. no, we don't. You know, that is part of the album. Yeah. Um, we just made sure that we, when we advertised it, we made it very clear, very clear. <laughs> so, you know... <laughs> You might not want to bring your kids, you know. Um, And um, we didn't think we'd get very many people here. We thought we'd have about five people turn up. It was a Mm. Sunday afternoon. We had over 50 people turned up. Yeah. And a gentleman who was probably in his 80s turned up and he was very smartly dressed. And I thought, okay, I think he's going to be really offended by this. And so I took great care to say to him, I just want to explain to you what's happening here today. And he just turned around to me and he said, I know. He said, it's naughty, isn't it? And he had come specifically to listen to that album. And it's and it just showed me that you can't, you know, we've all got our kind of, you can't judge a book by its cover, yeah, basically. For sure. Yeah. So we pushed the boundary. We, I, I would say that was probably... We started with probably one of the the most controversial choices. So anything after that is going to be quite easy, you know. <laughs> yeah. Have you got any upcoming events that our listeners should keep an eye out for? Um, we're just right at the beginning of our programming. So, um, I mean, we've got some more traditional things going on here. But, um, you know, next, next in spring we've got Luke Wright coming and um, we're going to work we're working towards putting on some more music events and um, so it's basically keep an eye on the website uh, as the programming starts to kick in then it will all start to appear on the website which is sudburyartcentre.com we have literally just taken the building on so the contractors kind of basically handed the keys over about three days before our soft launch <laughs> so we were supposed to have a period of time of being able to prepare the site before then yeah. that period is now so we've soft launched we're trying to get the building open keep an eye on the website it will all start coming through there um, the first gig that we did with Red Simpkins and many other very but we, when we stuck to local yeah. we had you know yeah. they were very local well you had one of our favourites Armoured Man playing so yeah they were amazing weren't <laughs> they're they they're fantastic yeah, yeah so favorites. you know it won't always be local musicians but we really really want to work with local musicians as much as possible as well to, to help them to support them uh, anyone has any ideas about putting something on who, who should they contact contact me okay. so if they if they go to the website 
um, there's a contact form on there, so it will definitely come through to me. And then, well, so I work here with um, Gemma, who's our engagement officer as well. So it'll be one of us that picks up that conversation. And I would really encourage people to get in touch with ideas because, as I say, the potential here is massive. But, and we want to hear from people and we want to work with people. So don't think, oh, I'm not going to get in touch because they might want to charge me £5 million to, <laughs> to hire it. I think, you know, just get in touch and have a conversation with us. There is some budget for delivering various events and activities. And if we can build stuff into our activity plan that fits, you know, there's an opportunity for us to do some kind of seed funding around it as well. So, yeah. Brilliant. Well, thanks you very much for your time. It's been a pleasure interviewing you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Well, Ali doesn't have a single No, she doesn't. she doesn't. No, so, yes. So I've picked somebody who I just saw recently. Yes. I've wanted to see her for a long time because I saw her perform live one song once. Yes, where was that? That was at um, with Pet Needs. Just she the one. She got up and sung one song with them. Oh, at the Arts Centre last yeah, yeah, and Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. So I thought, gosh, she's bloody good. And, and Bridget's like, good. Yeah, she's very good. And of course, we've been listening to her singles coming out. Yes, she's getting very better and better. Good. Her vocal, honestly, so, she so good. good. She's so good. She is good. And you need to catch her live to see the charisma. She's, she's, she's got a real connection with the audience. But at the same time, it's not like um, contrived. It just feels really natural. Like she's yeah. having fun yeah. with people. Yeah, absolutely. As well. She's an actor. really enjoying it. She's a total natural. You'd like to say, oh, she's a star in the making. But actually, she's there already. She is a star. Yes. It would be hard. It, just you can't really think it. of how you would improve it no. she's that good no. she's that and good. sometimes it's not a question of improving it anyway is it it's a question no. of allowing it to be what it is yeah she's yeah. just who she is yeah. there's no yeah. contrivance about it and it's just like well yeah. why don't we hear the single yeah from um, Bridget and then we could talk about that gig we went to yes where Bridget was at yeah let's do that so this is Bridget with a Reason
So it was good to see Ben Howard back in the game with co- keep keep Coach the Cool at the Art Centre. At the Art Centre with Coach the Sounds. Something like that. Something yeah. Like that. Bridget headlining. Yeah. yeah. And then before Bridget, we had Grebo. Yeah. And then before then, we had Generation Feral. Before then? Izzy Lidamore uh, from Cardiff, really, and Colchester. Yeah. And then before then, a new band, Butterfly Handshake. Yeah. Butterfly Handshake are a five piece. I suppose you could describe them as grunge. Very looking back yeah. in the past, aren't they? It's very yeah, kind I mean, of, they um, opened the Stooges track. Yes, they did try a Radiohead cover as well, yeah. which was the national anthem. Yeah. And then they also did a cover of one other song, which was Sonic Youth. Sonic Youth. Yeah. Yes, they so did a so- quite a mix of covers there. They did. They did do one original track. Otherwise, we wouldn't even be talking. At about least them. one. Yeah. Yeah, I think there might be more than one. Yeah. They've got look, a great look. They've got the a great thing look. Is, the thing is, when you, when you see them, you think they look like a band. They do, do look like a band. That drummer is out of control because yeah. he keeps coming round to the front and <laughs> hanging around. It's like, <laughs> are we starting the next song? What are you doing? <laughs> but they're obviously used to that. It reminded me, though, of being that young and being in a band. Yeah, just yeah, like, just that kind of like just the excitement of just being in the band, almost like uh-huh. you can't believe it yourself. You're in a band, yeah. yeah. Also, the, the opportunity to play something like the art centre that never came to me when no. I was young. I mean, that's like no. a proper gig. Yeah, it's like it was a, always just crappy little gigs I yeah, played, you know. But yeah. then you know, there's a reason for that. So nice to see a new band, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Izzy Lidamore, yeah. tell me what happened because I at that moment left. Well, yeah, Izzy Lidamore came on. She sounded really good, as she yeah. always does. Yeah, and um, then after her was Grebo suited up. I think. Yeah, they What's so going on. Yeah, I know. So I, the last time I saw Grebo, they were wearing funny little what are those bucket hats, hmm. shorts, sort of. Well, that was with T Dog though, the old yeah. bass player. Yeah, everything's changed. Now they've smartened up. Are they a four-piece though now? Second guitarist. Uh, yes, second yeah. guitarist. So that must make he a plays big keyboards difference. as well. So that makes a big difference. Yeah, the, in the sound. sound has changed a lot. Yeah. So yeah, I was quite surprised. I thought it's weird when you've been around the scene long enough. You can yeah. actually think they've actually grown up a little bit. In <laughs> their face, you that can is see true. It. You can you see, can the see it in the face. Yeah, the, you're the, right. The changes because for us, like a couple of years is nothing. Yeah, but for yeah. them, yeah, apart from creeping arthritis. But for them, <laughs> it's everything, isn't it? Two years is like a long time. Yeah, that's like, right. Oh my it's god, like, I was twenty then. It's like, what are you talking about? You're twenty three. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right they do look different yeah, yeah they, they do, do look they different do. but uh, yeah but so they, you know people really enjoyed them as well but then Bridget came on she actually started with Reason right with the yeah, single yeah, yeah, yeah. straight you know, in no messing because we'd, we'd been listening to, to it before she came on and like it was just so excited to hear her because yeah. we've been singing it all day so she comes out with Reason and she's just just so good right from the start mm, yeah. she's got such a good voice her songs really play into performance as well right yeah because of of course they the drama of it the drama yeah, it's of dramatic it. yeah. Yeah, yeah so the songs like the, the call out for audience participation yeah uh, where's my money everyone's going where's my yeah. car like, and throw me in the pit throw me in the pit Perfect. Yeah, it's yeah. just asking for audience participation yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and at one point you divide them down the middle yeah. and everyone's sort of facing off each other charged into each other so she really knows how to I mean because I haven't seen her live yet you know, yeah. uh, I've reviewed some of her stuff but um, it's that it's very um, direct isn't it it's, it involves you essentially yeah. you're either singing along or you're actually taking part in the event which is great yeah and one point she was like she got out in the audience yeah and then she's like grabbing these lads and getting like they're picking her up <laughs> yeah she's lying on the yeah. back they're, they're, so she's like, making it happen surfing. yeah yeah What's, what I think is really nice is that um, when these local bands get to get a good sound yeah because for all the you know wonderful sound techs there are around it's hard to play some of that music in smaller places because it just doesn't come across does it what you need is a proper big setup and a large area to play into just to get the sonic sort of experience of it of good balance and then the art center can really like actually bring your music to life yeah i mean yeah it was it was a really good night a really yeah yeah the highlight and it was busy as well Yeah, it was busy i mean the highlight for me was bridget i mean she was i was looking forward to seeing her but, but she she exceeded my expectations. Yeah. It's good that um, she was headlining then. Yeah. yeah rather than just being like, <laughs> yeah, exactly, oh, John yeah. first. <laughs> no, that's yeah, good. but Dad is a really good guitarist as well. Mm. And like, it's just, just worked really well. But they're, they're bass players, this last gig. 
Yeah. What's the reason for that? Is he moving on? Or? He's moved to um, starts with a B near Wales, Bristol. <laughs> I was going to say Coventry as a joke. They they sent him to Coventry. Um, no, no um, so well, another joke. And I did think of saying, "Well, I'm a bass player." I'm a bass player. And yeah, I'm available. I, and I'm, you know, your dad's age. <laughs> well, yeah. Well. And probably the drummer's age as well. Really? So Bridget's yeah. like a young one. I don't think it really, you know, it, do you know what it Doesn't reminds me of? Because we've always said this, like we talk about people and say, oh, you know, get yourself a younger band or whatever, yeah. you know. But actually it, it reminds me of like the old days, the old days in yeah. the 50s or whatever, where there was a star yeah and the sort of session musicians yeah, the behind them yeah. that's what it reminded me of yeah well Justin you are worked. available and you do have a bass guitar I do have a bass guitar and I've learned reason no I've learned reason and all the songs I'm ready just waiting for the phone call yes just waiting for the phone call we'll put the number at the end of the show <laughs> so yeah Peter's are also available for <laughs> patio cleaning yeah, yeah. Uh, fence mending yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, drainage drain. I can uh, sort out drains yeah if, if not, you need not it. major floods if, if the band no not major floods if your band need drainage sorted <laughs> or patios cleaning yeah if your band's patio needs cleaning <laughs> yeah. right fantastic that's when you know you've made it doesn't it if you've got a band and you've got a band patio yeah you've actually got a patio that's called the band's patio <laughs> yeah. that's big yeah that's everything you've got everything because you've got a patio as well I was reminded recently of uh, one of your tracks, actually, Peter. Yeah. Pate Lane. I thought it was such, Pate a, Lane. such a great... I mean, unfortunately, I've seen quite a few animals sort of on the side for of the reason. Yeah, for those of you who don't know, and that's everyone apart from Justin, um, Pate Lane was the idea of so much so much roadkill on a road, it was like driving through Pate. <laughs> It's horrible. Really. I love that phrase though, pate lane. Yeah. Sounds a bit French. Yeah, it does. Uh, a bit slang terminology. Justin, how good are you at slang terminology? Do you know much mm. slang apart from Goethe? I don't know what it means though. I don't know idea what no. it means anyway the idea is this yes. I've, I've been looking up online modern slang terminology now can I just warn people out there do not go on a website called Urban Dictionary I practically threw up reading some of those terms oh, it come was on, it's disg- not that bad. it was disgusting it was horrible <laughs> I felt like I was wading through putrid you know yeah. it was just I'm a, trying to remember it was a river of vile comments so I just left it yeah. went to the Oxford English well, like things like um, dirty trumpet and things. Yeah, things like that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, well, there was some horrible yeah, things yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I've got something no, for you. What is it? It's not dirty trumpet. It was something, something like that. Come on. Anyway, come on. Ask trumpet. No, no, no. Because of course they never use words like ask. <laughs> no, no. What I want you to try and do is yeah. work out what you think they mean. Yeah. Okay. okay. So the first one is spange. What is spange? Come. <laughs> well, the, the, it sounds like it. It's actually a, a contraction of spare change. Spange. Oh. Got any spange? Oh, that's, that's rubbish, isn't it? That is rubbish. Yeah, this is a good one. This is a real, like, modern Gen X terminology here. What is a situationship? Um, when you have a relationship with someone just because of a situation, like you're sharing a house with something? It or? could be, couldn't it? Because that sounds right. It's actually sort of... Um, when you're not you're more than friends but not actually like lovers you're in a situation between the uh, two it's called okay. a situationship apparently okay this one I really like this one because I think this is, uh, covers a lot of people um, yeah. what is quiet quitting quiet quitting is it, are these abbreviations or slang slang quiet quitting is it like ghosting someone what's that mean <laughs> you could do your own version to me ghosting is when you lie when ignore. somebody's taking you just ignoring someone's text or no this is a really good one because I think this is uh, lots of people do this it's quiet quitting is when you don't quit your job but what you do is you basically do much less work so you're hanging in there with the minimum <laughs> effort <laughs> oh. you're quiet quitting I thought that was good that one touch grass if you touch grass sitting down it could be it means if you spend so long online or you're indoors so long you're, you're told to go outside and touch grass which uh-huh. means just actually go outside um, last one is this Nepo baby what is a Nepo baby? <laughs> Nepo? Nepo N-E-P-O so you might get a clue from that or like from nepotism yes um, so would not a baby like brother and sister having a baby <laughs> 
No. What it is, you've got a Nepo baby is a baby that has like at least one celebrity parent. So they're kind of gleaning greatness for themselves from their from one of their parents. It's called a Nepo baby, apparently. And that concludes the quiz. Litter of kings and friends talking bullshit again.